Hello Cryptonauts, today we are recording for November 23rd, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats, starting top 10 stable coins by market capitalization. Starting off with number one, Tether with $20.3 billion. Second place, USD coin with $3.4 billion. Third place, DAI with $1.1 billion. Fourth place, Binance USD with $761.7 million. Fifth place, Empty Set Dollar with $420.2 million. Sixth place, Paxos Standard with $378.8 million. Seventh place, True USD with $266.4 million. Eighth place, HUSD with $220.4 million. Ninth place, Neutrino USD with $130.2 million. And 10th place, SUSD with $101.5 million. Alright, that is your top 10 stablecoins by market capitalization. Your overall total market cap is at $660.5 billion with a 2.3% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder. We are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, let's get started with our news coming in from Matt Husey. Bitcoin, whale, community, blooms as Thanksgiving looms. Keep in mind that these uh, these podcasts are I'm I'm I have to go back and and catch up. So we are reporting for November 23rd. So this is a couple days before Thanksgiving. Bitcoin, whales, community, blooms as Thanksgiving looms. It's well season in crypto. The number of addresses with significant holding has been growing at a steady rate as Bitcoin price has doubled over the past few months. A Bitcoin wallet defined as a wallet holding more than 10,000 Bitcoin has hit yearly highs according to analytics company San- Sentiment. Some 114 wallets now sits in the Bitcoin OG club. But the number of wallets holding 1,000 to 10,000 Bitcoin has also grown to 2,449 too. The reason, according to research published by Pantera Capital, is because companies like PayPal and Cash are buying up every new Bitcoin as it is mined. They are joining. They are joined by other big investors, ad- adding millions of Bitcoins to their bank balances, including Grayscale and MicroStrategy, who have made millions off of interest holding Bitcoin brings. While in previous bull runs, Bitcoin liquidity ticked up. This time, things are different. Around 77% of all. 14.8 million mined Bitcoin are in illiquid wallets, wallets that aren't sending lots of Bitcoin, but rather holding on to it. This shows that whales, ap- whales' appetite is to gobble up Bitcoin and wait for its value to increase. Some have wondered if this is leading to a shortage of Bitcoin. Bum bum bum. 
You know what? I'm happy. I'm stacking sats. I'm sitting on it. I'm earning compounded interest with with Celsius Network, which I highly recommend. Check out referral link below. So that's I'm happy. I'm just, just sitting on it. <laughs> I'm in a good position. Next news written by Liam Frost. Ethereum 2.0 is halfway to launch, but delays still likely. Uh, users have already deposited over half the amount of Ethereum required to launch Ethereum 2.0, according to Dune Analytics. The Ethereum 2.0 update aims to address the network scalability and security through upgrading to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism. Ethereum 2.0 is tentatively slated to launch on December 1st, according to Ethereum's foundation previous approximation. For that to happen, there needs to be 16,384 validators on the network by November 24th. Each of them must also stake 32 ETH for a total of 524,288 ETH, just over $310 million currently. At press time, 279,104 ETH is being staked on Ethereum 2.0, or 53.25% of the required threshold Dune Analytics data show. Alright, next news written by Sharyua Malwa, fake Ethereum token, Nets. $53,000 in just 30 minutes. <sighs> when Yearn when Yearn finance creator Andre Kronji tweeted about his new credit lending and loan product Dairy Swap today, a bunch of opportunistic scammers jumped in on the ride, jumped in to ride it out its immediate pro popularity. One such pool made over $53,000 in under 30 minutes. Kronji is seen in crypto circles as a prolific developer with a Midas touch. Hype of a fair launch and extremely low 30,000 supply cap because caused the token's price of his first project Wi-Fi go from under $30 in July to a peak of $42,000 in September. As a result, hopefuls would pile an ordinate amount of money into subsequent Kronji's product like Keeper Network and the now defunct Eminence to bank on quick profits even though they weren't fully tested. But today Kronji only released only a product and no token. Perhaps this was to avoid the issue of his loyal user base plowing into his latest things and then complaining when there's an issue. But his new tactic, however, didn't stop scammers from almost instantly issuing fake DWAP tokens on decentralized exchange Uniswap to immediately attract traders wanting to pile into the next Kronji moonshot. Ah, no. <laughs> no. That's unbelievable. Well, I guess it's believable, sure. It's the crypto world. <laughs> Next news, written by Scott Chiblina. John Le Lennon's son, Bitcoin transcends the physical world. John Len Lennon's son, Sean Lennon, while speaking on the Orange Pill podcast yesterday, said Bitcoin empowers people in a way they've never been empowered before. Bitcoin has enjoyed plenty of praise over the last few months, but with most of that praise coming from high-end institutions like MicroStrategy and Square, some have suggested Bitcoin is nothing but rich people's money. Now, after a tumultuous 2020, Lenin has said Bitcoin's benefits should be enjoyed by everyone. Quote, In an ocean of destruction that was this year, I find Bitcoin to give me a kind of optimism, to be honest, Lenin said. Judging by Bitcoin's price, Lenin is not the only one who is bullish on Bitcoin these days. The cryptocurrency has increased to over $18,500, a 43% increase from its price of just $12,965 just one month ago. Alright, next news, written by Scott Chiplina. 
Ethereum price hits $600 for the first time since June 2018. Ethereum's price has reached $600, the highest it's been since June 2018. This comes three days after the cryptocurrency broke the $500 barrier on November 20th. Ethereum has been on an upward trend for the last three months. On August 23rd, the cryptocurrency was at $389. This means it has shot up 54% since. Ethereum continues to climb. The silent rally is upon us. Charles Story, co-founder of FutureDAO, told Decrypt. Ethereum's market cap has also increased. At the time of writing, Ethereum's market cap is at $66 billion, up 28% in the last month and 34% in the last three months. Why is Ethereum's price rising? Despite this upward trend, the last few months have not all been plain sailing. After starting September at a price of $486, Ethereum looked to set a break set and break the, the $500 mark only to dip all the way down to $327 on September 6th. However, this reversal has come alongside both strong performance by Bitcoin, which can drag the market along with it, and excitement over Ethereum 2.0's impending launch. Ethereum 2.0 is a network upgrade that is set to solve the coin scalability issue. While penned for December 1st, the network needs 524,288 ETH to be staked on the network for its launch. So far, about half of this amount has been staked, but it's not looking looking on track for the initial launch date. All right. It may not be Bitcoin mania, but it just might be alt season. Next news written by Sharyua Malwa. Who are the biggest Bitcoin and Ethereum influencers? Community tracking tool Hive.one has updated its algorithm to better reflect the biggest Bitcoin and Ethereum influencers on Twitter. It said in a post last week, if you spent a while searching hashtag Bitcoin or hashtag Ethereum on Twitter, the vastness of the social space and the seemingly infinite number of self-proclaimed experts may have dazzled you. But Hive.one aims to solve just that by building out social clusters and allotting trust metrics to popular users for helping newcomers and veterans alike to better navigate the social space and know who to trust. Hive.one calculates the influence score scores using a Twitter account's total following. This is similar to how search engine giants Google built out its own word clusters, giving users fast and more accurate search results. The more influential your new voters, your new followers is, and the fewer other accounts it follows, the bigger the boost used, the bigger boost to your score. Hive.one explained in the post. The Hive.one system is now refined even further. The algorithm updates update last week, its biggest one yet, builds out on various shortcomings of the previous versions, such as decreased accuracy and the use of manual interventions, and updates social clusters much faster than before. All right. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Visa CEO looks ahead at the world of crypto. Hold on, we need to take a sip. All right, let's do that again. Visa CEO looks ahead at the world of crypto. Alfred Kelly, CEO of payment giant Visa, said that his company sees big potential in digital currencies in the years to come. 
especially in developing markets with significant number of unbanked people, according to CNBC's report published on Friday. Quote, crypto is a developing part of payment in the world, Kelly said, adding, ultimately, we could see digital currencies running on the Visa network on a more regular basis, albeit a number of years out. The company recently acquired Played, a company that helps 11,000 financial institutions in the U.S. and 2,700 fintech developers to exchange data. We're a network and increasingly trying to become a network of networks, Kelly noted. Explaining Played is just at its most simple level, another network that we believe fits into a desire to have multiple networks on which we move information and money around the world. The Visa CEO added that one of the crypto's biggest advantages lies with the 1.7 billion unbanked people around the world who don't have access to traditional accounts. There are 1.7 billion people on the face of the earth we think are not banked in a mainstream banking system in whatever country they live in, including some here in the US, Kelly noted adding, we are certainly open to any vehicles that help facilitate the movement of money around the world. We want to be in the middle of it. Of course, because there's money in it, right? Right, next news, written by Will Gutzengen. PayPal CEO explains why he believes in Bitcoin for payments. Is Bitcoin really digital gold? Dan Schultman, CEO of the digital payment giant PayPal, doesn't think so in an interview today with CNBC. Showman explored PayPal's plans to expand into cryptocurrencies and double down on the He doesn't think so, but he's doubling down. How weird. And double down on the idea that Bitcoin is more than just an asset. Okay. As cryptocurrencies become more and more utilized in everyday commerce, said Showman, I think they start to move from being less of just an asset class and more into a currency. When the and when you start to move crypto as a potential funding instrument, I think that bolsters its utility and stabilizes it as well. It becomes less volatile because it can be used every day in your purchases. The interview was with Andrew Ross Sorkin, who anchors Squawk Box, and the questions had to do with PayPal's recent decision to allow its users to pay in crypto purchased on, on platform. But beyond giving what... Uh, what was essentially a sales pitch, Schultzman elaborate, elaborated on how exactly Bitcoin operates on the platform, on the PayPal platform, and outlined some of the system's built-in limitations. Yeah, basically, they are your <laughs> full custody. They have full custody of your cryptos. So you, yeah, that's basically. You'll never see your Bitcoin. In other words. All right, next news. Written by Shot. That's why I highly recommend the Cash App. Highly recommend the Cash. I love the Cash App for Bitcoin. For Bitcoin buying, I love it because it is the only, the only platform right now to date that you can buy Bitcoin instantly. Instantly. I'm not talking about waiting. You know, instantly and then move it. You know, you have your wallet. Boom. There it is. It's in your wallet. You move it. If you want to move it out of your wallet, move it out of your wallet within that minute. Boom. Gone. Shoot. Well, I think you have to wait for the transactions to clear. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, you can you can move it instantly. It's a beautiful thing. I love the cash app. Links below. <laughs> All right. Next news. Remember, Shao Kong. Insure a insurance insurances 
new DeFi insurance protects users from hacks. Hmm. Interesting. A massive rise in hacks accompanied the exponential growth of DeFi's total value locked this year. Nearly $100 million was filched by hackers since January, according to CypherTrace. And that excludes the $20 million hack of the Pickle Finance reported this weekend. Singapore-based InsureAce protocol believes it can help. A new type of decentralized insurance platform with its own token InsureAce wants to protect DeFi farmers from those hacks. Arthur Cheong, one of the earliest DeFi investors and famous for his thesis on combing fundamental research and active participation in DeFi investments, led a $1 million seed round via his firm. DeFi Capital InsureAce is DeFinance's first insurance primary investment. Quote, we believe we are <laughs> we believe we are excited to support insurance because just like traditional insurance, the protocol combines both investment and insurance into one single protocol. Shaun told Decrypt, we are excited to lead insurance seed round and support them in building an innovative decentralized insurance protocol to complement the exponential growth of DeFi space now. Okay, next news. Written by Robert Stevens, Fed missed millions when seized $1 billion in Silk Road Bitcoin. Blockchain analytics company CoinFirm has found millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency missed by the U.S. Department of Justice when it seized about $1 billion of Bitcoin from someone it thinks hacked the defunct dark web marketplace, the Silk Road. In a blog post on Friday, CoinFirm said that it has found millions of dollars in assets that belong to the individual X, the pseudonymous that the DOJ awarded the hacker when it announced the seizure of the $1 billion in Bitcoin on November 5th. Among among un, among unretrieved funds are 693,701 Bitcoin diamonds worth approximately $310,000, 69,370 super bitcoins worth around $66,000, and 69,370 bitcoin private coins worth roughly $11,000. CoinFirm did not disclose the full extent to the unretrieved funds. CoinFirm CIO Powell Alexander told Decrypt, quote, we are deliberately avoiding making public all of the addresses that are relevant in the case of various forks, and that way we are better able to help authorities should they want to take action on these assets. CoinFirm, of course they're going to want to take action. Who wouldn't? CoinFirm believes that whoever has access to the private keys of the main wallet would still have to access these funds, meaning meaning the hackers still got something for their effort. Hmm. Alright. Next news, written by Will Gutzengen. NY Fed CBDCs will be more private than big tech digital currency. Central bank digital currencies or CBDCs have more potential for privacy than their private sector counterparts, according to economists at University of California, Santa Barbara, and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. The finding was published in a recent paper entitled Monetizing Privacy, written by Rod Garrett, professor of economics at UCSB, and Michael Lee, an economist at the NY Fed. It's the subject of a new blog post published today, which synthesizes the paper's findings. 
digital currencies proposed by big tech companies aren't a great option, according to Garrett and Lee, since the business interests of those companies are fundamental, fundamentally at odds with promoting privacy, selling data, collect, selling data collected during payment transactions. To a company like Cambridge Analytica, is a great is great for companies trying to make a buck and bad <clears throat> and bad for users who don't want their data scrutinized by large corporations. And oh no, blue screen of death. No, hold on a second. Let me get my computer booted up. All right, we're back up and running, but I don't know where I left off, so. We're just going to continue to the next news article written by Jeff Benson. Bitcoin critic critic Janet Yellen is Biden's pick for Treasury Secretary. President-elect Joe Biden is set to nominate former Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen as Treasury Secretary, the Wall Street Journal is reporting. It confirmed Yellen, who led the Federal Reserve from February 2014 to February 2018, would guide the Biden administration's approach to government spending, and it would give Yellen, a Bitcoin skeptic, a bigger role in determining access to cryptocurrencies than she had at the Fed. The Treasury Department has directed oversight of multiple offices, including domestic finance, which covers the banking system, tax policy, which covers, which could have some discretion in determining future cryptocurrency liabilities, and the Office of Financial Stability. OFS, which was created specifically to carry out the Trouble Asset Relief Program in October 2008 after the subprime mortgage crisis. That, of course, was a, was the same month that the Bitcoin white paper was published. <laughs> what? And yes, Yellen has thoughts on Bitcoin. In October 2018, she said of Bitcoin, quote, I will just say outright, I am not a fan. In a congressional hearing in December 2017, she called it a, quote, highly speculative asset, but pointed out that the Financial Reserve played little role in cryptocurrencies. Well, let's see. But the move to the Treasury Department would mean that Yellen, who has over a decade of experience crafting U.S. monetary policies within the Federal Reserve System, could soon be in charge of formulating the administration's fiscal policy. Okay, scroll on down. Joe Biden has yet to formally announce Yellen's nomination. Okay. Alright. Well, let's see what happens with that. Next news. Written by Will Gotzengen. XRP hits 50 cents, passes Tether as third largest cryptocurrency. What? XRP, now the third largest cryptocurrency after Ethereum and Bitcoin has hit 50 cents for the first time since 2018. At the time of writing, the price of the price is around 57 cents and the market cap is above $25 billion. Tether has overtaken it for the third place spot earlier this year, but a recent explosion has given the edge to XRP. It shot up 22% in the past 24 hours and 100% in the past week. Other altcoins have been doing so have been doing so well too. Ethereum and EOSIO are up almost 30% over the past week and Cardano is up over 40%. Bitcoin, always the dog to beat, continues to trend steadily upward. It's currently valued at over $18,000 per coin. XRP was created by Silicon Valley based company called Ripple and doesn't use a proof of work mining process like Bitcoin or current version of Ethereum. It was more designed to help banks move money quickly than to make purchases or store value. 
All right, next news, written by Robert Stevens. Ethereum killer Avalanche is building an ETH bridge to liquidity. Blockchain project Avalanche today announced that it that it's one step closer to launching a product that could tempt developers who've built decentralized finance apps on Ethereum to switch alliances. Avalanche, one of many blockchain networks that claim to be faster, cheaper, and more capable than Ethereum, announced the Avalanche Ethereum Bridge, a way to transfer Ethereum tokens to Avalanche blockchain and vice versa. The software is in the final phase of testing, said Avalanche in a blog post today. Avalanche main Avalanche's main selling point is that it supports the Ethereum virtual machine, meaning that Ethereum developers would not have to extensively redesign their software to make it compatible with Avalanche's blockchain. Bringing ETH tokens to Avalanche theoretically sweetens the deal. Functionally, the Avalanche Ethereum bridge is similar to other protocols and services that port assets between blockchains. For instances, wrap Bitcoin, a protocol that ports Bitcoin to Ethereum. They all work like this. You deposit some asset of blockchain A into a smart contract and the contract will issue an equal amount in that format of a blockchain B token ported token known as wrapped coin are of equal value to the original token and can be redeemed at any time. Avalanche's bridge is powered by Chainsafe, a blockchain interoperability protocol produced by Chainbridge. Chainbridge built Avalanche's bridge using funds from the Avalanche X Giants uh, Avalanche X Grants program. Avalanche's main launch, main net launch in September after raising $60 million. Alright, next news written by Alexander Behrens. Bitcoin ETH locked in DeFi hits $14 billion, but there's a catch. Total value locked in DeFi has reached new heights, but surging crypto prices have obscured a surprising new trend. The number of ETH locked in DeFi protocol is actually going down. The total value locked TVL in DeFi protocol has grown to more than $14 billion since November 20, the reaching a new all-time high of $14.39 billion on November 21st. The rising price of Bitcoin and Ethereum has been the source of the continued TVL growth with BTC prices increasing 34% and ETH up 54% since the start of November. Yet during the same time frame, more than 2 million ETH left in DeFi ecosystem and the number of Bitcoin stayed mostly steady according to DeFi data aggregator DeFi Pulse. DeFi, short for decentralized finance, refers to the emerging group of blockchain-based applications that provide financial services such as loans, interest on deposits, and asset swaps. Unlike traditional banks and centralized exchanges, however, DeFi applications execute financial transactions automatically using smart contracts. <clears throat> Alright, next news. Let's see here. Written by Jose Antonio Lanz. Gold sinks as Bitcoin prices nears record high. It seems that eco economic crises are the fuel that feeds Bitcoin's engines. While 2020 was a catastrophic year. What am I pulling on? Oh my goodness. While 2020 was a catastrophic year for the global economy, B BTC has managed to recover almost all the value it lost in 2018 after an extended bearish correction. This trend has intensified in recent days as market stays optimistic after Trump Trump's defeat and the rollout of a COVID-19 vaccine gets closer. 
Bitcoin has been outperforming traditional investments, including gold, considered the store of value par excellence in the world of international finance. Gold is coming down to earth. The past few weeks, events have made gold less attractive as investors begin to buy shares in businesses that may soon recover from the global economic downturn, such as pharmaceuticals or logistic companies, and the charts show it. What are you talking about? Gold has been I don't I don't see I've never I haven't seen anything like that. What what are you talking about? Gold has been correcting downwards since August, maintaining strong support near $1,835. Lower and lower spikes are a warning signal for hodlers. The metal stopped being overbought and is moving towards a more balanced ratio between buyers and sellers. Okay, well sure. Bitcoin wants to moon again. Bitcoin traders seem to have enough of the 2018 crash and wants to relieve past glories of 2017. The world's leading cryptocurrency by market cap has been in a stable upward trend since the coronavirus-induced market crash in March 2020. However, after a bearish September, news of major institutional investors catapulted Bitcoin to new highs. In particular, three events appear to have been crucial for moving Bitcoin from just rising to mooning Square's purchase of $50 million in BTC, Joe Biden's presidential election victory, and PayPal support for crypto operations. Around the, around the time of these three events, the bullish channel became much steeper, almost resembling 2017 resulting in Bitcoin becoming heavily overbought. Literally, a, re- a recent report revealed that PayPal and Square were causing a kind of shortage in the market by buying more than 100% of all newly mined Bitcoin beautiful if bitcoin remains in this new channel it could reach a new all-time high before 2020 ends (laughs) yes yes it will (laughs) all right next news man i wish i could go back in time that would be so amazing back in time to the first time i met that crazy russian and he told me, hey, you, you need to buy, you need to buy Bitcoin because Bitcoin's going to, uh, you know, Bitcoin's going to the moon and, and the American dollar is going to crash. You need to buy it now. It's, it was, it was back in 2009 when he told me that. The story I like telling. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Ethereum 2.0 has enough staked ETH to launch. Just this morning, there was some concern that Ethereum 2.0, the proof-of-stake sequel to Ethereum's current proof-of-work blockchain, wouldn't hit the launch target of December 1st. So much for that. In order to launch Ethereum 2.0, needed at least 16,384 validators to stake a combined 524,288 ETH by November 24th. After sitting at around 50% of that target less than 24 hours ago, the network blew past it today. Genesis deposited deposits are locked and at November 24th, 12 p.m. UTC, seven days before December 1st, Ethereum Foundation researchers Danny Ryan told Decrypt, so we'll know the Genesis block and validator set tomorrow early morning. Ethereum 2.0 has been a long time coming. The planned network should allow Ethereum to scale to speedily handle more transactions at a time when there's an increased interest in blockchain-based applications, specifically those related to decentralized finance. Perhaps not coincidentally, the price of Ether is currently above $616, its highest level since 2018 after rising nearly 33% in the last week. As of this publication, 527,424 ETH has been staked from 16,474 validators. 
All right, next news and last news of the day, finally. That was actually a lot of news. That was a ton of news, ton of news. All right, written by Jeff Benson. Binance gives US users 14 days to leave exchange. What? Binance is again clamping down on US-based customers, and this time it might really mean it. The world's largest cryptocurrency exchange has begun sending email notifications to users in the US where Binance has no regulatory standing, giving them 14 days to close their accounts. Dear users, we are constantly performing periodic sweeps of our existing controls. We noted that you are trying to access Binance while having identified yourself as a US person. The email, a copy of which Decrypt has obtained, reads, Please note that as per our team of you, as as per our terms of use, we are unable to service US persons. You have 14 days to close all all active positions on your accounts and withdraw all your funds, failing which your accounts will be locked. No. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I hope I hope I have to be honest, I haven't checked my Binance portfolio. But that's gonna sting. I don't think I have anything in there, by the way. I think I moved everything to uh, Celsius Network, to be honest. I'm, I'm almost positive everything's out of out of um, Binance. So, I mean, so if they close down, they close down because I've already withdrew everything and deposited into a highly interest rate platform. Love it. Compounded interest. Love it. Cheap fees to buy more crypto. Love it. All right, let's go. Um, in July 2019, Binance gave U.S. users 90 days until September 12, 2019 to show evidence that they had not violated the site's terms of service or lose access to trading deposit functions. That warning came a day after Binance announced that it would be launching Binance.us in partnership with relatively unknown BAM trading. Binance.us offers fewer token parents and isn't available in all states, but it is regulated, theoretically providing a soft landing for those who want to transfer their, their account balances. But semi-savvy Binance users based in the US were mostly able to ignore the warnings. For one thing, Binance has partially relied on users user-provided information. Customer could claim they weren't Americans when setting up their accounts. Binance has in the past at least employed a tiered verification system that allowed users to trade withdraw limited amounts of bitcoin via spot trading without going through the type of know your customers verifications one might find on us based exchanges that means if they weren't weren't being completely honest americans could still use exchanges earlier this month the block reported that binance had begun sending out emails to users with us associated ip addresses anyone found to be logging in stateside was liable to receive an email giving them 90 days to switch platforms. However, with a virtual private network, users could still get around these restrictions. Binance's most recent crackdown comes less than a week after it announced, after it, announced it was suing Forbes and two of its journalists for defamations after Forbes published an article claiming the exchange had planned to set, to set up a, an American subs subsidiary Obstensibility Binance.us to distract regulators with with feigned interest in compliance. The article further stated, all the while potential customers would be taught how to evade geographic restrictions while techni technologically workarounds were put in place. Binance's 
Strong Binance strongly denies many of these claims in the article. Binance did not return a request for comment before publica public publication of this article. All right, that is it. We are done, Cryptonauts. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Um, yeah, chit chat with me over on Discord. Check out the referral links. Um, if you haven't jumped on 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 uh, Celsius network i highly recommend them i mean if you got if you have if you have crypto just sitting around earning you no interest it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense and if you if you're buying more crypto and you're paying an extremely high fee why are you doing that why if you don't want your crypto in in uh, celsius that's fine you can withdraw guess what it's free it's free you can withdraw for free don't worry about that other platforms don't do that. They charge you to withdraw. All right, Celsius is amazing. They don't charge the users a fee, a fee to deposit, a fee to withdraw. No interest fees. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they're not charging you anything. You want if you want to earn money, you can earn money on Celsius. It's a beautiful thing. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.